0: Yeah, 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 Welcome to Mikasa, make yourself at home, do your do Welcome to my pad, this your lab, go create your mood This episode is brought to you by Subway What's good everybody, it's 99 Miles Per Hour Podcast With me, your host, Percy Garner And uh, we are starting season two and we brought back, uh, you know, a special guest Who appeared in season one, one of the earlier earlier episodes And, uh, you know, I'm going to ask him in here in a little bit what the, the studio looks like since he's been here because we were recording with iphones back then and the lighting was terrible and it just looked like we were in a jail cell recording podcast so hopefully he's impressed now but uh before we get to our guest i want to talk about uh you know the limited time merch we put some out for the guys i know it was just a crop top for the women but uh we put some out for the guys so go purchase that that goes to a dover student scholarship so help us out there and uh yeah we have a sponsor uh, you know subway you guys know what subway is You know what Subway is, Josh? Okay. Subway, uh, I've been trying to lose some weight, so I've been going to their protein bowls. But if you guys haven't had any of their melts, let's just say, you know, you guys are missing out. I grew up on Subway. We're about to ask the guest if he's had Subway ever, probably. But uh, the Fitzgerald family and what they do for the community means a lot. And thank you for making this podcast possible. So thank you, Subway. And uh, I don't think I ever took a poll on what's the best Subway athlete. We got me, Steph Curry, Tom Brady, even though he doesn't eat bread uh, Marshawn Lynch. So we're going to have to, uh, we're gonna have to take a poll, see what you guys looks better. But anyways, without further ado, let's get to, uh, the returning guest. I think the first returning guest maybe. Yes. Yeah. First returning guest repeat, Three repeat, repeat, man. Th- oh yeah. We had a part one, part two. Look at you, man. But he's special. And, uh, you know, I like having him in here because I don't have to, uh, you know, direct the whole conversation. You know, Steve's always got some, <laughs> some nice information to share, but guys, this guy we have in the building today, I love doing introductions. It's one of my favorite things. He's the one who introduced me to the business world. I'll say that officially. You know, he, he was my boss for a little bit and he's still my mentor. I consider him my mentor. I don't get to spend much time with, you know, cause he's off doing big things, which we'll get to in a second. But, uh, you know, we're also going to talk about something he did this, uh, this weekend it was pretty special too. We'll get into that as well. But ladies and gentlemen. Steve Van Horn. How how is it? How is it being back in this? Look at this place, man. All these lights shining in your face. This is it. This is <laughs> awesome, man. This is a little different than the last time I was in. We were like holding cameras,
1: propping them up on books. <laughs> we, had, we had like, uh, you know, adapters that weren't made to do things, doing yes. things. And so this is awesome, man. I'm super proud of you. Super proud of you and Josh and what you guys are doing over here. I think it's absolutely awesome. The, the mood lighting, you know, throwing me a little bit. <laughs> I did cue a little Marvin Gaye music a little to say, ago, but uh, to say. yeah, you're killing it, oh, man. man. Super
0: proud of you. I love listening to your episodes. I appreciate it. Yeah, and you're you you know, you're one of the early listeners too, so I mean, we appreciate everything you've done too, helping us, and uh, you know, the thing, I guess I want to get right into it. I was going to, you know, kind of talk about some things, but you know, I wanted to get into this weekend. I wasn't able to, you know, come, you know. I don't want to talk about why I can't come, but why well, I wasn't able to make it, but you know, you guys had Jordan, Jordan Miller news there at the toys for tots. Cause Oh yeah. You know, it's a, it's a local, you know, thing that's big for this community. And you know, unfortunately there was all the toys for tots got burned down in the building. So it was, it was a critical time and you guys stepped up and I mean, who, who did you guys partner with? Cause it wasn't just you guys, right?
1: No, it was, it was a, a labor love from the entire community. And, uh, uh, yeah. When you say we stepped up, we, I mean, it wasn't us. It was the community. It was literally the entire community. Yeah. <laughs> Just an absolute outpouring of um, the fire, the unfortunate fire that happened that burned down, burned up the first $8,000 worth of toys that had already been collected and taken back to the distribution center, um, lit of no pun intended, lit a fire under this community that people just started pouring out monetary donations, pledges of toys, and it just spiraled from there. And then we became more involved because we realized that, uh, our ability to raise monetary donations and toy donations far exceeded the ability of the local toys for tots, um, to the resources to yeah. be able to support it. So we, we stepped in myself, um, Chad, uh, Simpson, obviously, yeah. Nick McMillan and Kyle Quillen kind of said, hey, uh-huh. let us help take the lead. You know, we, we were used to logistics and working with this kind of money and this kind of buying power. So let us help. And, and they were very gracious. Bob Stratton and his team. They've had a lot of volunteers and trying to trying to show us the toys for tots way and uh, helping us with what to expect. But we volunteered our facilities and a lot of our volunteers and just to really tried to rally those community contacts and resources we have to make this the most unbelievable event. And I believe it's going to be one of the largest toy distributions in the state of Ohio history. Dang. If, if I, am I correct by saying you guys raised $80,000? Uh, more. more. Oh, more. wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So significantly more than that, we were able to uh, match that, you know, part of the part of the monetary donations for a lot of other generous partners. And then uh, Simpson heating and air stepped up to match a lot of the toy donations. So we leveraged buying power to even maximize that by working with some local big box retailers uh, tractor supply was fantastic. Shipping things up from Tennessee, their central warehouse down there and giving us incredible pricing on it to right. absolutely make every penny go as far as possible. Same thing with Walmart, this Walmart, new Philly. I know they catch a lot of flack. Yeah. I mean, I've heard the stories and you see all the memes online, but I'll tell you, you will not hear me say anything negative about Walmart. After my experience with these guys, we had some people step up, Mr. London down there, who's the assistant store manager, what they did as far as Paladin pricing logistics. It's just, unbelievable. I mean, phenomenal. And they were, they were thrilled to do it every step of the way. I even felt bad. I kept apologizing. And uh, he's like, don't don't apologize. We love being involved. I'm like, it's Christmas. You guys are jam packed. I know you got a million things to do. And here you are helping me. And he's like, yeah, but I'm all about this. This is what I love to do. So thank you, Mr. London. Thank you. Walmart tractor supply, all the generous donors. It's just been incredible. Have you been to the warehouse yet? I have not. You got to stop over. Maybe you roll over there tomorrow. We'll meet up over there. You got to see it. Now, by the time this airs, this will be, you know, a week behind us, the distributions this weekend, but um, I'm excited for this weekend, man. There's going to be a lot of really uh, excited kids this Christmas that are going to get gifts that probably exceed the quality that most people would expect to get through, uh, you know, a Toys for Tots program generally. I mean, we're talking some items that are several hundred dollars. We had uh, Chromebooks. We have
0: Chromebooks. Dang.
1: Yeah, unbelievable. We partner so. with um, uh, Samsung and Walmart to get these Chromebooks at just an incredible price um, that we're going to be able to distribute to some families. Um, we have video gaming chairs. We have electronics out the wazoo, Bluetooth speakers. And, we, and we're not talking three or four. We're talking pallets. Dang. Pallets of gaming chairs. We have pallets of hoverboards You know that are normally wow. 200 bucks a pop. So I think we have you know, 60, 70 hoverboards. I mean, just, it's incredible, man. Every time Chad walks in, he, he starts crying. He's really? trying to do a big old crybaby this week. <laughs> Um, I feel like, you know, I, got- I know, I know <laughs> it is an emotional thing, man. If you, uh, there, there's actually, uh, I think I'm allowed to plug it, right? You guys don't have any nonprofit affiliation. I know you personally do. So if you go to toys for tots, Ohio, and there's only one video on their Facebook page. Go to Facebook, Toys for Tots Ohio. Um, there, you go to the video section you know, at the top there. There's one video, and it's Deb. She's a local coordinator. She actually won coordinator of the year for Toys for Tots on a national level a couple of years ago. She's very organized. She's been very helpful with us. Um, but she did a video. She was sponsored by Duracell a couple of years ago because of her hey. stories. And it's like a two-and-a-half-minute video. Check it out, man. You won't regret the two-and-a-half minutes you spend watching it. If you can watch that video and not get all misty eyed, <laughs> then I question whether or not you have a heart because I'm telling you, every time, I, I've, I've seen it four or five times now and the last time I watched it was with Chad for the first time I said, hey man, you gotta see this. And he's nose and have met Deb and talked to her many times. Literally, he starts watching and like I look over like two seconds later and his his lips quiver and his eyes are going all. and I'm like, and I'm out, I, I literally grabbed a bottle of water, I walked to the back of the office, I'm like chuck it. Every time I turn around my eyes start watering, I'm like, I can't, can't do it. <laughs> Texting, but
0: man, I mean, my you know eyes are sweating. I man, if you
1: can't be touched <laughs> with the thought of a kid who maybe you know had to spend a part of the year wondering if they were going to get dinner, if they were wondering if they were you know going to get a birthday present, uh, if there would be a Thanksgiving turkey on the table, and all of a sudden they're going to get a four hundred dollar uh, tractor ride on yeah. from Tractor Supply for Christmas, you know, and, and as quick as people do positive things, people want to be negative, right? Yeah, you've experienced that your whole life too, I'm sure. Um, so people reach out like, well, geez, these kids are going to get nicer toys than my kids will get this Christmas. Like, <laughs> come on. I mean, I don't even know what to say to you. people. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, like, did your kids spend this Thanksgiving wondering if he would have a hot meal? Did your kids spend yeah. this Christmas sleeping on a sleeping bag in the floor? Did he spend, I mean, those are the kind of things that like, Hey, let's let them have that day. Can we yeah. let some of the less fortunate people have that day at least where maybe they get a little bit
0: more than some of us? Yeah, I think that's fair. Don't you guys? And, I, and, <laughs> That, like, personally, I can't remember exactly. I just know it was either Share Christmas or Toys for Tots. You know, I was actually a part of that growing up. So I had toys delivered to me, and you know, I had been told about, you know, cause I actually met one of the, the pastors that was, you know, delivering toys. And I was like, he's like, yeah, I remember you. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I deliver toys, you know, for you on Christmas. I was like, oh, that was, you know, obviously I don't remember. I just remember the toys, like, come on mm-hmm. now, you know? So it's, it's definitely magical. And, and, and the kids obviously deserve it. They're not, they're not brought into this world knowing about, oh. you know, they're not made to work and, and provide for themselves. So it's a, uh, it's definitely a magical thing. And I'm glad, you know, That's a great point, man. Cause a
1: lot of people take it back to the pair. Well, they don't deserve it. They should work. hard. like, come on. If you've never been in that moment where something's caught you off guard or you've been prepared financially, then God bless you. You're better off than me and 98% of the rest of America, you know? So I would just tell you, um, you know, for those people, it's not sometimes about poor financial planning. It's not about. Um, them, them not budgeting correctly or them yeah. being lazy. Sometimes it's about, life. hit them really, really hard right in the dang mouth, yep. you know? And they're fighting to get back up and they just need a little bit of help. But no matter what the parent's going through, that's not the kid's problem. Exactly. I don't even care if you are someone that abuses the entitlement programs. The kids shouldn't suffer for that. No seven-year-old should wake up on Christmas morning with the spirit of Christmas in his heart, run downstairs, look under that Christmas tree and find, you know, a, a box of macaroni. I mean, that's not fair. It's yeah. not right. And when there's so much abundance in our world. If we can do something to help with that, then then we're going to help. And I think that's the spirit of, you know, a lot of stuff we're going to talk about later, why yeah. Chad and I are, are are great alignment, why I thought it was a great decision to, you know, align with him a business and become a good business partner and employee employee of his. And uh, we, we see eye to eye on that. You know, we want to help other people. It's not about just building stronger Steve and stronger Chad. We want to build a stronger community. We want to build a stronger company and we want to bring everybody with us along the way. And this is, you know, I think a pretty good little sample of what we're capable of when we put our minds into something.
0: Yeah. And just being a part of this community, like you said, they all come together and they're pretty amazing. So incredible. I got to experience firsthand with the rainbow connection, but you know, yeah, you get to
1: experience the generosity of the community every dang day. (laughs) And I bet a lot of the people that you probably have the benefit of talking to every day, um, are the same people that reached out to us. Actually, I know for a fact that's the case. So just givers, we we live in a community of a lot of givers. So there are some takers, but we're never going to punish the ones that, you know, need because of those few people I've always said of, you know, food, food distributions, one that's always brought up frequently, you know, well, there's food stamps and there's, you know, WIC cards and there's yeah, local food pantries. You know, what, well, why do we have to have all those? But I've always said, if you got to feed nine kids that don't need it to get to the one kid that does, I'm cool with that. Exactly. I'm down with that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll kick that in there. I'll give you 10 bucks. If that $1 is going to make the difference every day of the week.
0: I like that. I never heard it put like that. I like that though. Anyways, I'm I'm glad that we can talk about that and and I'm glad that it was covered and people are aware that this is going on. Maybe people didn't even know that that was an opportunity for them. So I'm glad, you know, there was some some new co- news coverage and uh, you know the word got out that hey, because there was people out there and just the, from the videos I saw, I was like that was that was awesome. That oh, was that's awesome. incredible! Such and, a good day. And I wanted to talk about one little quick thing. You know, our Dover uh, tradition that we do on the, uh, Thanksgiving and yeah, and talk about how you guys needed me out there because you guys lost by a bucket. I mean, come on. <laughs> So, so, Dover, we do this uh, uh, Thanksgiving morning, this Dover alumni basketball game, and we have the old man court and the, and the young man court, and uh, I, I've made it over there to join Steve in the old man court. and
1: uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's like a changing of the guard. You yeah,
0: know? and it's weird saying, you know, old men, because you're not even, you're not even 40 yet. So <laughs> No, Percy, I'm not even close to 40. Well, I just turned 33, the 13th, so, you know, same day as Jamie Foxx, Taylor Swift, you know, all the cool people. I'm the coolest out of that group, anyways, but it's been, you know, years where I'm hoping I don't get hurt. (laughs) But it's always the goal, man. We don't got to
1: go to work uh, a
0: couple days later. So exactly. But no, I just want to make sure people are aware of that and just kind of, you know, the traditions that Dover has and uh you know obviously it's basketball season now and i'm a royal knight and i got you know tc mulk i'm i'm excited to announce that now and i got mikey beal mikey beal hey let's get it you know shout out to dover basketball and you know uh, we got a big game coming up this friday yeah we don't know if the i don't think josh can make that happen where the video gets out in five seconds so yeah yeah
1: (laughs) hopefully dover won (laughs) So by this time, when this airs, we're going to be talking about that awesome Dover victory. Yes, exactly. Nice (laughs) win, boys. Way to win one for the Gipper. (laughs) Exactly. But, uh, man. And if not, then, hey, on to the next one, fellas. You know what? It's a good game. Way to play hard. We'll get them next time.
0: Exactly. uh, (laughs) Because the next Dover Philly game is when I get to present the game ball. Uh as a Royal Knight. So I get the, the smooth Dover Philly game. You smoother. I didn't do anything. But hey, I got the eight A. M. basketball games on Saturday morning, so I should be alright. Yeah. But you're three A.M. gaming. <laughs> Till three AM this gaming I have binges. no idea what you're talking about. I don't even <laughs> game at all. Now I'm joking. But yeah, use code Percy for Epic Game Store on Fortnite. Um anyways. Uh, nice but, plug. But I wanted, to, you know, obviously I wanted to have you back on because, you know, obviously your, you know, line of business is different and what you're doing is different than when we first talked. Obviously you were my boss and I called you a master of culture and I just loved working at Comdoc because of you. And obviously the whole Comdoc culture was amazing too. Uh, But now, you know, obviously you're working with Chad Simpson and the Mm -hmm. the HVAC business and, you know, learning and, and building great business with him. So I thought it was a good time to have you back on and just, and going to how scary the whole thing might've been, <laughs> why you decided uh, to do that a little bit. And, you know, maybe, you know, family and legacy was in, in mind when you're doing that. But, you know, let's, let's, let's just talk about actually your business right now, Bonsky and, and, and I guess Simpson heating cooling, if they go together. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. They go together well,
1: actually, because one's in Stark County and the other one's down here in Tuscarawas County. So uh, no mm-hmm. real conflict there. We share well and support each other. Well, so Man, you're, I mean, you're right. There was a, there was a lot of uh,
0: sleepless nights there for, for a little bit. Um, for me too, you know, leaving Comdoc to go to Rainbows. It was a tough decision.
1: It, yeah. It always, anytime you switch a career and, you know, I was there for a long time. I was yeah. there for, you know. What, 15? Yeah. Four, almost four. 14. Yeah. 13 and a half years, I think it was. Um, yeah, I, was I had worked two, my way you know. from, no, <laughs> a territory scrub out there <laughs> slinging copiers, you know, yes. trying to own the 39 corridor down here in Tuscarawas County and, um, you know, just, just because of the relationships I was being able to build in Tuscarawas County, I was able to work my way up the ladder pretty quick and expand my territory and my offerings and, um, had transitioned all the way to being, you know, a vice president of a, of a very large organization. I'll forever be grateful for that. You know, they taught me more, um, than I ever would have learned without them. And I wouldn't be where I am today without them. I mean, yeah. that's the reality. So got nothing but nice things to say about, uh, Comdoc and Xerox and have a lot of great friends still there. Um, but yeah, it became time. You know, I, I, I'm the type of person I got to be challenged. I think, a lot of people can relate to that. Some people can't, some people don't understand why I was, I was very comfortable in that job. I could do it with my eyes closed. Yeah. We had kind of done everything there was to be done. I was a 13 out of 13 presidents club award winner. Um, and there, I felt like I kind of climbed the mountain. Like there was, there just wasn't a lot of challenge every day. I, could, I was very confident I could walk in any office and sell them whatever I wanted to sell them mm-hmm. at that point. And that's not I coming it. from a point of <laughs> arrogance. That's just, yeah. I knew the products very well. I took a lot of pride in what I did. I had the ability as a VP to control um, whether I was able to fulfill those commitments. So I felt like this is easy. Like nobody yeah. can compete with me, right? Like you can beat me on price. If you're a price buyer Then cool, go with somebody cheaper, but they're not going to do for you what I can do for you. Mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, just, being able to be a good ambassador of their money in the community to sponsoring everything that we sponsored. I think it was just a great fit, but as some of those things started to change, you know, it just changed for me and um, Chad and I have been good friends for a long time. Um, we align on a lot of the, the similar moral and the ways we feel about things and generosity and wanting to do good things for the community. And uh, for a while, he's wanted to grow his company really quickly. So he started reaching out, you know, it became like a, probably a two year ago thing where he was like, what would it take? <laughs> And I was like, it's probably not going to happen. Like, it's cool to talk about it. You know, it's like, Hey, what if I win the lottery? Do you play the lottery? No. Well, you're probably never going to win. It was kind of like that. Like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, um, what would it look like to work together? You know, we'd have fun. It'd be awesome. You know? Yeah. But, uh, the conversation never really went much further. But then I think as, uh, some things started changing at Xerox and I started thinking like, do I want to do this forever? Like I'm, I'm 30. I just turned 37 a couple weeks ago, Percy. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so I was 30, I think I just turned 36 and I definitely have never been a job hopper. I've only really had, you know, a few jobs in my life that I've done well. I didn't just go in and, you know, have to do them and then quit. But, um, I thought like, man, if I'm going to make a decision to move a career, then I, I definitely want to do it sooner than later. I don't mm-hmm. want to be the guy that, you know, is just bouncing for the rest of my life. So, um, I had quite a few opportunities, but none of them really appealed to me. I thought, well, I have a great job doing what I love to do and loving the people I work with. And I make really good you know, money. I'm very blessed in that regard. So I'm not going to just go do that somewhere else. Yeah, I'm not going to go be an employee or a VP somewhere else and work for the man and have really good people and build a great culture. And we'll talk about culture in a second because you're right. That's extremely important to me. Um, it's gotta be something unique. And and that was where the conversation kind of started to evolve. And I think as Chad's need grew and his hunger to grow that business really started to, to grow um, and my need to maybe sc- scratch an itch that I was starting to get grew, <laughs> the conversation kind of evolved into more serious conversation that, you nice. know, that probably around the, the end of last year, actually it was right around Q3, um, turned into a, a very serious conversation that, uh, was like, uh, are we actually going to do this? And uh, you know that involved ownership. Like I don't want to just come be an employee. Well, hey, why don't we buy some HVAC companies and, and grow, you know, a little empire um, around Northeast Ohio together? And uh, that that appealed to me a lot. You know, yeah. thinking about legacy and. This is a different topic. And me me and you do this, like we have a list of 20 topics. We're going to get through four of them, you know, because I'm going to give you Steve's philosophies on life. I'm not a real opinionated person when it comes to most things. I'll never tell you who to vote for, whether to get the vaccine. I could care less. That's you. You make your decision based on what knowledge you have at Mm -hmm. your disposal and information. But I do have theories about things that I'll tell you when it comes to certain things. And, you know, you ask people like their why. That's the thing right now. You know, I think like Simon Sinek wrote the book, Start With Why. And everybody started kind of quite like, what's your why, Percy? So I'm going to ask you right now, ask you and Josh, like, what's your why? And I already know what the answer is going to be. But what's your why?
0: Uh, You know, I just really want to have a lot of money. Nobody's (laughs) ever going to say that.
1: That's, for the record, that is the answer. That is the correct answer for a lot of people. But they won't say it. I said
0: it in a joking way, you know.
1: But it's. Do you want me to say it for you? And you're going to say, you're probably right. Yeah. But you can go ahead and say it. You wanna say it at the same time on three? Ready? Uh-huh. One, two, two three, three, family. family.
0: <laughs> Boom. We we definitely Called uh plan that.
1: No. <laughs> but family can't be your why. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. family is not a specific. Like that's like what what makes the world go round? Love. Like, oh, <laughs> like hearts, daisies, rainbows,
0: unicorns. <laughs> we like, gotta clip that part. <laughs> do we? no no i'm saying we're keeping that we're gonna oh, put that yeah, just put that it little, all in man a little care. area we're this is, that on, this, all right on so TikTok. the first two
1: and <laughs> we're like warm and cozy steve thanks for everybody this one's gonna be authentic steve this yeah. is the stuff we talk about when we have our one-on-ones and meetings yeah. right percy like the yeah. real stuff so this yeah. is label this one the real deal josh right <laughs> your family is not your why like yeah. what is your why like is your is your why like so if you ask people like so so tell me why your family's your why. I'm gonna ask you now. Why is your family your why? What what about it? I want to provide for them so they have a better life than I did. You wanna provide them with what? Do you wanna provide them with generational Resources.
0: wealth? <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Generational wealth. Yes. Yeah. Well then you know what your why is? Generational wealth. Yeah. That's what your why is. Your why is never gonna be your family. Just like, you know, what what is it? My love for people. Like that's not a why. Yeah. Like what, what is the why? Is it to get involved with the charity. And then I would ask you like, what are you doing to grow that? Why, you know, it can't just be, well, my, why is my family? So I'm a, I'm a good husband and a good dad. But okay, let's dig a little deeper. Like, what does that mean? Like, are you respectful to your wife? Are you home every night to support her and give her what she needs? Do you work together as a team for your kids? Does that mean you coach them in sports, you you spend time with them. You right? Like there's yeah. a lot of different things to that. But when you say your why, number one answer is always my family. But then when you start digging deeper, it's like what what is your family? What does that mean? And for most people, it is wealth. It's it yeah. has to do with financial or giving them more than I had as a that could be your why. Mm-hmm. I want them to have more than I had when I was growing up, I want them to have access to more resources. I want them to understand things that I didn't understand as a kid so that they become better rounded individuals. I want Mm -hmm. them to have a job that they enjoy because I I saw, you know, my parent, my, and I did not see this for the record, but some people would say like, I saw my parent go to a job they hated every day and Mm -hmm. they were miserable and they took it out on everybody around. Okay, cool. Then that could be your why, but your why is not just your family. I love my family. That's the
0: easy, the easy out. It's
1: it's, it's like, almost like the answer you, you think you have to say, right? Like, It's like going to a job interview. Like, tell me one of your weaknesses, Percy. Like my weakness is I just work too darn hard. You know, like <laughs> I just love to work. I'll just work myself to death all day. That's my, that's my greatest struggle as an employee. So you should definitely hire me. Cause I'm, I'm just going to work, work, work. Like I've sat there, I've been on that side of the table. And I'm like, is this like a class in college or what? Like, did they teach you to say this really dumb stuff? Like nobody wants to work 20 hours a day. I'm yeah. a workaholic. I love yeah, to work. I do. It's work- true. But I'm not, nobody's going to ask me that question. Like, what's your biggest week? I'm going to say at times ego is a big issue for me, right? Like I want to be right. Sometimes right. Becoming right is more important to me than similar. Yeah. I mean, so I struggle with that. Um, Some people that don't know me real well might say arrogance. Like you want to have a serious conversation. We'll talk about what what I have problems with, but I can assure you it's not going to be, I like to work too hard. Sometimes i like to show up to work before the doors are unlocked. That's a problem. (laughs) Is your janitor going to be here early enough to let Steve Van Horn in every day? Like, that's a BS answer. Like, yeah, just cut the crap. Tell me the truth about, it. but those, I think that's a tip. That's, <laughs> don't, don't say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, yeah, I think those are, but you know what? I have a lot of respect when I've done, I mean, I've interviewed hundreds of people, thousands of people probably in my career. And uh, when, when they get real about that, I, I enjoy that. Like they'll say, you know, Hey, what, tell me about something that you struggle with organization. You know, I I need help with that. That's something that, you know, I'd, I'd enjoy working with other people who maybe do it well. And I'm like, we know people who struggle with that. Yeah, we do. (laughs) But sometimes they, they don't understand that, especially in a job interview, they don't feel like that vulnerability can be disclosed, but I'd encourage people. Like if you're going in for a job interview, like get real with that employer, they might have resources, a place to help you. I mean, I would, I would encourage you maybe not to
0: let all the skeletons yeah, out of the closet. it's cars. like a date. Like, you don't just...
1: Yeah, like, what's your biggest struggle? Well, the last three places I embezzled, you know? And that's... Can't keep my hands out the cookie jar, you know? Probably don't want to go that far. <laughs> but I do think being a little bit vulnerable yeah, and honest yeah, yeah. in a job interview or anything yeah. is,
0: is worthwhile. I and think it- in life, I, and I've said that countless <laughs> times on this show, you know, I think when... Before I even started this podcast, uh, the podcast I appeared on, they were just so... Taken back by that, that how open and vulnerable I was about mental health. I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't need to hide anything. No, I I'm human. Yeah. You're, (laughs) you're, you're a pretty straight shooter. What you see is,
1: is what you get. And I, I mean, that to me, that's the best way to be, you know? Uh, but, but yeah, that's to me, that's, that's a really important thing that I, I I thought we would talk about for a second, but so that I don't stay down the rabbit hole too long, I'll pop back out (laughs) and, uh, we'll talk about, um, culture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's I think that's a something we're yes. going to talk about in like the second episode. never got to, either. yeah,
0: but <laughs> we didn't I, get to it. No, <laughs> no, I've, I've never found
1: culture to be that. That's like this, like enigma that a lot of companies struggle with. And a lot of teams, like I've never struggled with that. I think it starts with the same thing we were just talking about, you know, a little bit of vulnerability. A, you have to have genuineness to build culture. Yeah. You know, a lot of people try to
0: fake culture. Yeah. I was about to say, it's been one of those buzzwords that, you know, oh yeah, we have a great culture, but like, do do you really, do you? Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like the reverse of what we just talked about with the employee coming in for an interview, telling, saying those things, you know, but when you go into an interview and the boss is like, yeah, we have, you know, really good culture here. You know, obviously you can't, you're not going to get the real answer from the boss. Right. No,
1: (laughs) no. and And there's like, Twenty questions I would ask that person. That's like, oh, we have great culture, and I've dealt with this even within you know Comdoc, and I won't throw any specific individuals under the bus, but they'd be like, oh yeah, my, my team's just like your team. We run just like. And you just sit there and look at them like, no, you don't. No, <laughs> you my don't. Team? No. <laughs> yeah, like uh, a, a culture, something that's authentic. It's something you live every day. It's not something you do. It's yeah. not a. It's not a team building event. A, one team building event could be a part of building a strong culture. Yeah. But it's got to be a team building event that's relevant, that, you know, has has, has been planned out and involves the team deciding. what. So there's a lot of different factors. But, you know, to build true culture, you really got to get down into the nitty grit. I mean, you got to be willing to take personal risk. You got to be willing to lay it on the line. You got to be willing to spend personal time with your team. I'm talking, Phil, phone calls at 2 a.m., maybe to a crying individual on the other end of the phone, right? I mean that happens. We're talking about loaning personal money out of your pocket to your employees because you trust them. You know that it's the right thing to do and mm-hmm. you know they're going to pay you back. And will you get burned by doing that every now and then? Absolutely. Will you do it again? Over and over again, every single time, right? That's how you build culture. That's how you build trust. By the way, I think-
0: Steve, uh, don't need- no, you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I mean, just like it, looking in, like you can't really it's not something you take a, a a visit to Comdoc one day. I mean, I don't want to say it was like when I took did my interview that one day when I was texting you. All, I didn't even have your number. I was on Facebook <laughs> Messenger, like, "Hey Steve, you know anything about this company?" But when I came and Cricket. yeah, it- <laughs> that's a little inside joke, that's a me and di- Steve got different But different story. Um, when I came to Comdoc, man, it was just it was it was you amazing. Feel it. Yeah. Culture's something you feel. I was just like. Oh man, you know, and yeah. Jerry messed it up a little bit. Now I'm just making I'm just messing it's a
1: huge shit. part of the culture. I, I mean, it's, Jerry, you got to have a Jerry. It's a cast of characters, yeah, man. It's
0: see like- they're all like great people and just, you know, I'm never going to I'm always going to stay in contact with those people just because, you know, I guess that's a good that's a good measure of your culture. Mm-hmm. If you leave the, the that job and you never talk to anybody that you worked with, probably didn't have a good <laughs> culture, but I still talk to a lot of people that I used to work with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, That's a good sign.
1: A sensitive subject. Yeah.
0: And, and me and Drex are, me and Drex are friends. You know, I've never really oh, hung out man. with a lot of people, but now I'm yeah. like, you know, I, those people are. if I were to get married again, I mean, I'm in love. I'm never going to get divorced. That's not what I meant.
1: When you renew your vows <laughs> yes. with Krista, Drex will probably be one of your best men. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: How's that? I there we you. go. There you. we go. I got appreciate you. it. Appreciate
0: it, Krista. But, but yeah, we we good. But no. Nah, um, but yeah, I think it's something you you did well. But like, how? Like, if you can give us one tip that you focused on, uh, I, I mean, I know you know authenticity and vulnerability and just doing stuff like that. But was it something you were conscious of? Oh, building, you have to be. Yeah, you have or to be. Was it Pete Batista? Did he instill some of that in you early on, or how was? I that? mean, that's that's back to episode one. You know, so yeah.
1: I won't dig too deep into that. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's by far something I've been taught by Pete and Keith Hanna, and Gordy Opitz, and going back before them, Randy Meese. And I mean, I could go on and on and on with the list of people face Shaheen that, that taught me how to do it. And, uh, I got a benefit from them building phenomenal cultures, but it's also something, yeah, you have to pay attention to it. Yeah. You have to take active interest in your employees. And especially now, because we got those things and these things, mm-hmm. And I mean, you'll be sitting there and you'll find yourself completely disengaged. I find it all the time. You know, who's the best at checking you with that? who's that your kids oh yeah yeah your kids man it'll hit you like a ton of bricks like like home alone when kevin pops one of the burglars right in the (laughs) eye with a brick you're like sitting there talking all of a sudden your kids will be like would you get off your phone and pay attention to me and you're like
0: i'm sorry yeah because the kids won't hold you
1: yeah like they don't care like they'll straight like no adult is usually gonna be like dude get off your phone and listen to me yeah yeah, but a kid will yeah for sure so so usually you know like you're like oh but i I, you know I, i was really bad about that and I think if you talk to certain people, still they would say I'm bad about it. No, I try to be cognizant of it, you know, but it's, this thing's a bad habit. You know, we talked about that on one of the episodes too, but yeah, you have to focus on it every day. I mean, sometimes you're in a hurry. You want to rush through that conversation, but you can't rush authenticity. You know what I mean? You can't rush building that culture. So to me, it's, it starts with having a leader who does have a genuine interest in employees, right? Yeah. Uh, who does have a general interest in their, their coworkers and, and that culture. Cause you ask those relevant questions, you know what's going on with, I mean, how many times did I just stop at your house? Yeah. And I think like the rumor was early on, like, like, dude, you better be working. Yeah. Cause you never know when Steve's going to pop so in afraid, at four o'clock.
0: You like, you like never did that though. You no. never were like, Hey, are you working? No, I usually just come walking
1: in and grab a beer out of your <laughs> fridge at four o'clock. And that, that's how I roll. So, but, or I might like, you know, come over and clean your air conditioner. It'd make I fun might, of
0: me for having one screwdriver and make fun of you for having one screw. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Like, but, but that, I mean, it's reciprocal by the way too, because everybody knew my door was always open. How many times I had, you know, Drex or Jamal yeah. or any of you guys, you know, at my, at my house roll in at five o'clock and start working from my, my bar, you know, or yeah. my, my table with my wife and kids cook a dinner and run around. Like, that's cool. Everybody yeah. knows that's fair game. Like I'm, and for people to say, well, that's family time and that's business time. Well, the, the business time is what helps to provide the
0: really good family time, you know, yeah. like. And I with think that, we touched on that. Like, there really isn't a work-life balance. Like, I, it's not a. I don't know. I don't know how. you, how It's you, hard
1: to describe, man. Like, is. listen. Like, I'm not going to be like coaching my son on a Saturday morning. Like, hey, yeah, man, go drive down. Hey, hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> hey, oh, you need help with this? Okay, cool. Like, hey, can you coach my son? Like, there's there's dedicated <laughs> yeah, times, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going to be like laying in bed watching Yellowstone at night with my wife. Ooh, like, ooh I'm still, I'm I got a phone so, call, but. You know, what I will do is be laying in bed at night watching Yellowstone and my phone rings and I can't answer it, but I'll grab it real quick and just shoot, you know, Percy a text like, Hey man, everything cool? Yeah. Just winding down for the night, you know? And if I get that text back, like, man, just really need to talk. Okay, cool. Now Yellowstone's going on pause, babe. Sorry. Like, this is a little more important. But if it's like, no, man, I was just checking in and, you know, talking about a couple things that I'll catch up with you in the morning. People are usually pretty respectful of that. But I think just that availability of knowing, like, hey, I'm here. I mean, you and I had that conversation. I think you were afraid to have it whenever you started talking about Rainbow. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think- you were probably surprised with my reaction. I'm like, listen, man, like if this is what's like, I, I love you. You're going to be yeah. a part of my life going forward no matter what. Right. Like we're, we're, we're good friends now. So you're in my circle and you got to do something really bad to get out of it. Right. <laughs> but, um, if this is something that makes you and your family better, if this makes you a better person, and this is something that you need to, and, then I get it. And I remember the last part of that conversation was if you ever, if you ever want to come back, yeah. come on back. Right. Yeah. Well, so I think, I think it just boils that boils down to that, man. It's yeah. trust. I think people, you know, to me, a big part of culture is trust. Yeah. People can't trust you if they think that everything you're doing is as means to an end. And I think that that does a lot to erode culture of an organization. Uh, if you try to fake it, I think people can see through that. It's like a <gasps> dog can sense fear. I think employees know like right away, like, Oh, how awesome. You got me a fruitcake this year, Percy. <laughs> how thoughtful. <laughs> Even though, you know, I'm allergic to fruit.
0: <laughs> like, that's uh, not authentic yeah. culture, you know? Yeah. And that, man, that's just, see, that's that's what I mean by having you on the show. I love having you here and just being able to say, hey, Steve, give you one word. And then just be, <laughs> <laughs> you're just able to go, wah. <laughs> because, you know, there are some times where I'm like, you know, huh, huh, you know, talk a little bit more, I guess. No, oh, I'm man. <laughs> it's, a
1: nah,
0: it's a problem. Hey, but on a I podcast, love talk, it's not man. passionate. <laughs> Podcast is all talking
1: <laughs> so. i'm very you know I'm very passionate
0: about pretty much everything I do if, yeah. if I'm not passionate about it, we won't talk about it, so yeah, I like that well, I know we you hit on some things and there were some things that you know we we talked about as well, and then we went on some things that I'm glad that you brought up so but before we go, i wanna just for your like I'm doing good on time right now, we are we are got another hour. <laughs> We'll have you back. No, yeah, yeah. this this podcast is going to go on forever. Yeah, uh, I always say that as well. But for for like in the future, you know, when you've made this change, like, what are your goals? You know, now looking down the line for for Bonsky and Simpson, mm-hmm. and you know, just what do you see yourself? You know, I guess. I don't want to say retiring because that's a long way, you know, you at least got 30 more years. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think retirement's probably something you will hear out of Chad's mouth but you heard it out of mine, only because he has a 21 year head start on me in the industry, right? Yeah, like I'm yeah, far
0: yeah. from being burnt out in
1: the HVAC industry. I'm just starting to, you know, wet my appetite. So I'm learning every day. I'm excited. Growth is is the goal. So, you know, we are actively looking at other HVAC companies, you know, we're working with a couple right now that we could potentially acquire here in the near future, um, so expansion, um, really providing exceptional customer service to every client. So training, we had a huge training this morning up in our, uh, learning lab in Canton. We oh, have I still 5, haven't, thousand I still haven't seen that system. yet. I gotta, you gotta see there. it, man. Yeah. You gotta come up. It's unbelievable. No, no other company in, in Ohio has a facility. Like it's 5,000 square feet. We worked with manufacturers to, uh, to co-op it and put in functional equipment. So we have many splits, heat pumps, split systems. We have, you know, all this different equipment that we can train our guys on year round, so, I mean, we, we made some investments to really build it out to be a special company, but it goes back to um, the, the same thing we've been talking about. It's about culture, building this exceptional culture. You know, we offer career path planning to all of our service technicians, installers, our office staff, so that they can see right on paper exactly what the future holds for them. You know, it's not a, well, person's is my boy, so I'm going to pay him three bucks an hour more, even though he's not as qualified as you. It's, it's, let's look at that job title. You know, you are a service technician too. These are the skills you're expected to have and you make this much per hour. If you want to make this much, then you're expected to have these skills. Here's Mm -hmm. the tools to be able to get those skills. Here's a key to the learning lab. Here's an instructor. We're doing a course next Saturday. If you want to come up and attend it, we'll pay you your hourly rate to be there. Like those are the things we want to do to try to build a really strong team, right? We don't want people to leave the team. We want them to always, you know, we want to grow. You can't grow by letting people fly out the back door. You know, that's that's part of what ComDoc's suffering from right now, unfortunately. Um, So we got to retain those really good people and we got to invest in them and, and be willing to, you know, make their lives part of our lives. And I think that's something that Chad and I are both really good at. We're both really passionate about. So I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if it means, you know, grow it really, really big and sell it at some point because there's already a lot of interest from private equity and other folks who are like, dang, you guys are doing something other people aren't doing. Like we're interested. So we've already had some conversations with some of those people, but you know, at this point, Chad and I continue to say like, we want to build something so special that other people want it, but we want to have so much fun doing it that we don't want to sell it. Yeah. So, and I think we're succeeding in that, you know, Bonsky's going to experience about 500% growth this year, which is absolutely incredible. Right. one year, one year, you know, we that's didn't all take all right, our to January 1st, so we'll take, <laughs> but how did we do it? Incredible people. We went out and recruited and hired some of the best people there are in these jobs and roles, right? Um, Simpson's going to grow about 20% this year. And when I say Simpson, that's, that's, in, you know, incorporating some of those other companies that fall under there um so i think it's just uh it's just let's see what happens man let's see where we're at um energy wise in a couple of years you know we're both still pretty young chad's gonna be 40 next year oh okay yeah so uh we gotta have him
0: on here he seems like a big talker oh man
1: <laughs> so he yeah he doesn't talk like i talk first of all but he is a big talker yeah. if you get him on a topic he's passionate about which is a lot of stuff
0: yeah um
1: then then he'll talk all
0: day but i the have to Talk to him. Reach out to him a little bit. See what's up.
1: Oh yeah, he would love to do it though because he 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 loves doing stuff like this. So okay, yeah,
0: I'm gonna have to get that because I I knew his, his younger brother. We, you know, we went to the 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 most best elementary school in Dover there is for producing athletes, Dover South School, and um, <clears throat>
1: <laughs> I think to elementary. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, from Kentucky. So. Yeah, yeah. I went to. I think Cannonsburg Elementary. <laughs> was the best elementary school for canonsburg google it i will i definitely will um but you know i i want to i want to reverse it man what's next for you what's up what's up for percy Gardner next i think people want to know is it growing your podcast is it
0: growing rainbow connection what, what are you working on well currently i am working you know with the the sbdc to help because i thought i knew everything there was to know about marketing and social media but I don't. There's a lot (laughs) out there to learn, isn't there? It's hard. And, uh, you know, luckily we have resources like the SBDC and I'm working with them on, you know, you know, marketing and social media stuff. What is that like small business development? council or Committee or something. I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And you know, they got, they're a good resource for us, you know, rainbow connections, very small with me and Alexis. So, we got a lot to learn, and it's it's good to have someone like her. Who Alexis is an employee. It's not Percy in a Lexus, for the record.
1: Yeah, So with me and Alexis. Like <laughs> I don't want people thinking Percy's cruising around and his Lexus. Collected donations for the <laughs> Rainbow Connection. It's him yeah, and uh, uh,
0: Alexis. No, I employee. sold my my Lexus in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yes, two two employees at the Rainbow Connection, and obviously our board's great. And you know, I'm just. You know, looking this as a, a step to you know learn how to build up an organization, and thankfully, uh, Carmel done a great job with Rainbow Connection. That all I'm really doing is just you know changing the technology and you know changing you know a couple things and and trying to you know keep the boat going and yeah. you know build on what she's already built over the last 22 years. So sure, and haven't messed it up. Yes, so we're going strong, and uh, you know we got the telethon coming up that you're going to be a host on <clears throat> MC and, uh, <laughs> Love it. I'm in, man, you know that awesome. But yeah, I just want to grow as a, you know, cause obviously I've always been an employee and I, you kind of can get comfortable. A lot of Americans are comfortable just being an employee, but mm-hmm. I wanted to get out of my comfort zone just c- like you. And, you know, I wanted to learn how to build an organization and, uh, you know, I'm still in that learning process, but I also gave me the freedom to do creative content just like this. And, you know, with COVID and stuff like that. I haven't been, I could feel like I could have made more content, but Hey, we're learning. And you know, Josh has to kick me in the butt a few times. That's but okay. Yeah. But I, I think- want to make content. I want to make more because t- I love doing this too, but I kind of want to, you know, dive even deeper with people and talk about subjects that aren't, you know, easy to talk about. So, you know, and that'll be at a different set, a different look. Eventually we've been playing this for months, but mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. stuff's getting slowed down, but it's all good. People get sick and it's hard to, you know, get people's schedules together. So I'm excited for it. I don't know, you know, I'm also scared because talking about stuff that's hard to talk about is, is scary. But, but we'll crazy. get through it. He's <laughs> just crazy. Be, being vulnerable is hard, man. I, it
1: is. I, I, I'm not good at it yet. I'm still not. There, well, that's uh, the ego you admitted to earlier. It's the ego. Yeah. It's the It's the. It's sometimes what can be perceived as arrogance. Yeah. I don't like to think of myself as an arrogant person. I know I do carry myself in an arrogant manner sometimes. But I, mean, I think people mistake your arrogance for competitiveness. Oh, I'm a absolute, I, (laughs) I, I posted that question on Facebook a couple weeks ago because it was, it was a topic that morning. And I said, you know, what, what drives you more? The, the, the hate of loss or the, the thrill of win. And, you know, I worded it a different way than that. And it was interesting to see that. But for me, it's never been a question. Yeah. I hate to lose. Yeah. I hate to lose. The wins are so fleeting, you know, you win and you move on and, I'll remember a win for 10 seconds. Yeah, true. I remember all the losses now, and then I'm not talking about sports losses. I could care less if I lost yeah. a basketball game when I was a sophomore in high school. I'm talking about the more. Oh, I still remember losses.
0: my senior year losing student Bill, but what?
1: Oh yeah. I remember <laughs> not making the playoffs as a senior at Dover football. <laughs> but no, I, I know mean, what that, you
0: mean. I know what you mean. Those the losses in life. That's where my ego comes out in sports. I have a little bit, you know, obviously everyone who plays sports at a high level, you have oh, some man. ego. You hide your ego. Well, I I'm do. Never, yeah. <laughs> but in like normal life, that's where I'm kind of like, you know, I struggle, you know, I, obviously I've been brought up as a Christian man, which me and Kyle Tharp talked about a little bit. And your dad was very humble. Yes. He was a very. He had a lot of humility. He so. did. He did. And he instilled that in me. But also I've just been in, in the culture we live in the society. You know, men, you're just taught to be, you know, you hey, You gotta be, be strong first. Yes. You gotta be yeah. quiet. But also keep it all in. Uh, yeah. Keep it all in. Be mm-hmm, strong. Mm hmm. But at the same time, you have to be, you know, kind and you can't use your 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 masculinity to, you know, go after things you want. I mean, you people do. Like you've been successful, but you know, it's kind of yeah. as the world's going on, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you know, be a nice guy, you know, be a nice guy.
1: Yeah, what's I, th- I forget exactly what the old saying is, but it's like you'll get more flies with honey than vinegar, right? Yeah. So uh, I think there's some truth to that. And I think Long term, you have to think about legacy when it comes to that conversation. You might get the same or more by being the jerk, by being the hostile takeover. You know, I'm going to richer gear and Pretty Woman you every time we meet. I'm just going (laughs) to come in and take it. But what's the legacy going to be? And I think that's, you know, a a great answer when you say, what's your why? You know, we talked about that earlier. I think legacy is a great answer. You know, when you ask people, "What's, what's your why? Well, legacy, We'll dig a little deeper. Tell me more. Well, I know people who, you know, when people talk to, talk about them when they're not around, that it, they don't say nice things. You know, everybody wants to be nice to them to their face because they, yeah. they're afraid of them or they're this big respect. But when all of a sudden that person's not around, it's not the kind of thing they say. So wanting to have a legacy of, you know, hey, they were a great person. They did good things. They made the community a better place. I think that's a, a great why for a lot like of people. Like Ron right. Whetstone. Oh, man. What a yeah. what an incredible guy, right? So. Yeah. I, mean, I
0: keep pulling on people's heart strings with the Ron
1: Westone, but I just, he's a, he was, he, I mean, the time he gave to a program yeah. was, you know, and he didn't get a paid a dollar to do it. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal guy that the, the basketball community locally, especially is going to oh, miss man. tremendously. I know coach Von Kendall can't even, you know, yeah. mention oh. his name without getting choked up because yeah. he meant so much to him. And I mean, that's what it's all about, man. It's about relationships and you know, I'm impressed when you just now said you're, you're, you know, you don't want to ever get comfortable. You're you want to get comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean that's how we improve. I really believe that. Like but it's hard though. Being comfortable is is nice. Oh man. <laughs> I tell you it, what, it goes to my my faith though. That's what you know. Idle hands of the devil's so workshop, yes. right?
1: Idle hands of the devil's workshop or, yeah. you know, a Rolling Stone gathers no moss. I mean whatever you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, if you're not pushing yourself and challenge there's one area I struggle in it. A vulnerability. Mm-hmm Fitness—that's always been. But you
0: have already—you were already vulnerable on this episode, so you, you've already oh. taken steps. Talking about, you know, you brought it out. You eat—I have an ego, you know. Oh yeah, no, no, it's something that yeah. If you'd ask twenty-five-year-olds, do I'd be like, yeah, dude, but it
1: ain't a problem, you know. <laughs> no, it's, it's 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 a little bit different. But I think uh, I think yeah. as I've gotten older too, that ego's probably faded a little bit, and I realized like it's not quite as important as yeah. uh, as it used to be, but still there still yeah. still peeks its <laughs> ugly little head up from time to time and it's usually in like that moment of uh emotion or yeah. like you know passion when something happens uh, yeah, like you sports could be a really bad spot for me sometimes ooh i
0: want to see steven in oh, action
1: i hate it though man <laughs> do you, have you ever had that moment where like you do it it doesn't feel nearly as good as you thought yeah, it would yeah, yeah. and then you regret it for like the next week oh yeah for sure yeah for sure. So that's me and you, sports, sometimes. Like, you know, <laughs> swing the bat, Gavin. What are you doing? Like, take his joy for the game, steal yeah. that from him, you know? Because, uh, yeah, the, I'm I'm a tough guy. I'm going to steal that joy from you, 10 year old little baseball player. Like, and then you go home and you think of it that way as he's like, Daddy, can I have my teddy bear, please? And then you're like, I'm a jerk. Like, I just, I'm a terrible human being. Absolutely terrible human being. Terrible father. Well, I'll never recover from this, you know? So, but, oh, but the, the learning lesson is the next time, like fighting harder and harder and harder. Yeah. So I think I've become a little bit better at that. So far, we've had a great basketball season. I haven't lost my cool once. So that's yeah, Wait, do we play you coming up? Um, are we talking two, three here? Like second, third graders? Yeah. I,
0: yeah. You'll never see me
1: lose my cool <laughs> in those games.
0: That's like, Dang. yeah, those games are just, uh, yeah. I wanted to see you run on a court and block my son's shot. Those,
1: those are about to develop. <laughs> I saw that the other day. Did you see that clip? No. <laughs> The guy's son was about to score in the wrong hoop, and he used to, the dad ran out
0: and spiked the ball before he could shoot into the wrong. I'm gonna have to watch that. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that. We're getting a little long, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We <laughs> gotta, we gotta wrap it up. I just my, you know, sister-in-law is like, hey, I got the kids. Come on now. So, yeah. Yep, for sure. But uh, again, we'll be back. Man, we'll do it again, yeah, man. Of course, of course. Love having you on here. We got to get Chad on here as well, man. Of course, you're always welcome on the show. You provide so much <laughs> energy and so much insight. Love having you here. And uh, yeah, man. You know, we'll we'll see you back here. And obviously I got to come to the, the place up in Canton, the, the nice facility at the 5,000 square foot facility. You got to check gotta, it out. Got to check it out. And then yeah. I also got to check out the. The warehouse. Uh, the warehouse. Yes.
1: Absolutely. So. Maybe next time we flip the script.
0: I kind of like the idea of me interviewing you. Oh, okay. Has That's anybody happens-
1: done a straight Percy interview from.
0: Sort of. Episode one, but I really didn't let. Josh, was it you Josh I really didn't let you talk I just kind of went on a
1: tangent. i I'd like to peel back some layers of that onion a little bit all right let's do it I think we do it with no script no preparation you come just in I think in. that's how we're gonna get the most authentic answers all right I'm good with that all right coming soon <laughs> 99 miles per hour <laughs> with Steve Van Horn <laughs> with Steve Van Horn with my guest Percy Gardner thanks Subway <laughs> For your sponsorship, appreciate that. <laughs> and on that
0: note, peace. I got a cria by the water. Say me Casa Sukasa. It feels <laughs> like I said blunder. Shouting you, my little mama. I got a crib out water. Say me casa su casa. It feels like I said blonde.